0: The opening of the film, coming out of the subway, and he says, I got a I got camera up there, got camera up there, up there. I want you to come out of the subway and cross that street, and we will carry you all the way, but I want you to own it.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay.
0: Hello, and welcome to Here's to Life with Tori Reid, presented by Victory & Noble
2: a storytelling company with executive producer Patrick Howe. Here's to Life with Tori Reed was
0: brought to you in part by...
2: We are pleased to share that we are staying healthy and hydrated throughout this edition of Here's to Life with Tori Reed, courtesy of our partners at Vivro Water, a sustainable solutions company that mirrors our commitment to clarity, focus, and a better world. Vivro's water solutions for business have already helped divert tens of millions of wasteful plastic bottles from landfills and waterways. Every day, Vivro systems across the globe help forward-thinking companies transform their own on-premise water into a source for pure and reliable filtered hydration. Let Vivro help you and your business leave a legacy of stewardship, Health and wellness that will literally make you feel good inside. Go to vivrawater.com, V I V R E A U water.com for more information. Black history is a little bit more than superstardom, it includes that indescribable quality. Sure, there is that black silk, the black man swagger, richly coated with a cosmic solar charisma. But those who are Black history do something with that power, shaping the arc of our universe closer to the center of who we truly are, who we want to be, who we have been throughout time. And as far as an iconoclast stands, there aren't too many that are larger than Richard Roundtree. In his breakout role of John Shaft, he teamed up with another iconoclast, our beloved visionary Renaissance man, Mr. Gordon Parks. Together, they took a sharp turn from the typecast of the black man and crafted the first black action superhero. In this part two episode, Here's to Life continues to realize the man, the double R, is so much more than shut your mouth. He is the very definition of a gentleman and warm soul. Being a black man, what does it take to carve your own pathway in America? and remain sane, remain filled with laughter,
1: keeping at equilibrium.
0: I think part of it for me is uh, don't get too serious, Roundtree. Mm. Keep it moving. And <laughs> I've had my share of uh, down times and always managed somehow to overcome it,
1: the negatives. The hardest part of this period in time, Mm
0: -hmm. politically, physically, with the pandemic and that, it's very easy to slip into a hole. Oh yes, you got to keep it moving, Mm -hmm. and I've managed to do that. Yes, I've got five children spread out all over the place, Mm -hmm. and my oldest daughter. Mm -hmm. I can't say I have a favorite, but she's the one that's on my rock. Father, daughters. (laughs) Yep. Yep. You know about that, huh? I know. I know
1: something about that. Yes. (laughs) Uh,
0: It's very important to have those rocks. Yes. Because we're in some dark times.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes.
2: You were the central. Figure and one of the greatest stories ever told. And we have to talk about your most iconic role, Shaft. Oh, we have to. You were dubbed the first black action hero <laughs> before there was Wesley Snipes and Blade or Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther. You set the template. And one thing that I love, you got to work with one of my favorite souls ever, Gordon Parks. Mm. I wish. I could have met him. I want to first talk about the blessing that was to have worked with him and how that experience was, particularly during that time and you playing Shaft.
0: Well, you got to know
1: that during that time, I was
0: very new, mm-hmm. very green. Yes. And he took me under his wing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I love the way he directed. Mm. Being an inexperienced actor, I mean, he would talk to me in such a way that I would totally, instantly get it. And uh, I have worked with very few directors that come up to his level. Mm. I believe. I mean, I could put your dad in that level mm. as well. That's a very high bar. And the way he would talk to me, I, I he's a very visual director. I mean, he paints pictures. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I, case in point on um, Cafe Reggio. I don't know. Too young to remember that, but <laughs> Cafe Reggio in Greenwich Village, uh, we shot a, a scene in there. And that um, was
2: a film, I was going to ask you? No, no, that was person. a
0: restaurant. We were shooting oh, that's it. that's a restaurant. Yeah, oh. in Greenwich Village.
2: Oh, I ah, got it.
0: And he chose that place for the colors. And, and whenever I see that, Isaac Hayes had a song playing under
1: mm.
0: as a scene was going on. And it just, it's a painting. Yes. And the way he would describe, for example, the the opening of the film, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: coming out of the subway, and he says, I got a camera up there, camera up there. I want you to come out of the subway and cross that street, and we will carry you all the way, but I want you to own it.
1: Mm. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay.
2: And you did. (laughs)
0: The improv of when I gave the golden finger to the cabbie Mm
1: -hmm. in the
0: middle of the street, that was all improv. And that was back in the days when we didn't have traffic control.
2: Oh, (laughs) you know, I didn't think about that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Magic. Magic. (laughs) Magic.
2: And everything. I mean, it was just, it was perfection. Everything. Like you mentioned, Isaac Hayes, who... That's one of the greatest soundtracks ever. Mm. Oh, that soundtrack is just every, the backdrop, the director, you, the music, the location. Like you said, everything was carefully chosen.
0: Absolutely freezing in New York, in Manhattan <laughs> that time of the year, with that coat flying open on you.
2: Yes, the wardrobe.
0: <laughs> oh, that's all Gordon. hmm That's all Gordon. Uh, A thing that gets me when people try to recreate that image, Mm -hmm. it is never anything like what Gordon put on film. Because Gordon had a very distinct look, distinguished. Yes. And Morty Sills, who was his tailor, he, he took me to him to do all the clothes for the film. Mm-hmm. All of these tweeds and the turtlenecks and all of that. That's Gordon Parks. Yes. And I have a sneaky suspicion <laughs> <laughs> that John Shaft is Gordon Parks. In mm. his tone when he would describe something. Yeah, I look back on that and say, you know what? Yeah, okay, Mr. Parks. <laughs> <laughs> there
2: are many sides of Portland parks. Half Past Autumn, the book, the documentary is one of my favorite documentaries. Mm. Those that can connect with him do, watching that documentary. Yep, yep, yep. It was just magical.
0: To hear him play the piano mm. is an absolute joy. You know he wrote the song, Don't Misunderstand? No. O.C. Smith sang it. The lyrics in that, for me, describe John Shaft.
1: Mm,
2: okay, I'm going to listen to that. I met O.C. Smith, another delightful man. Mm. Yes, good friend of Dad's. Yep, yeah. I will listen to that.
0: Oh, that's had to be the connection. I didn't know they were friends.
1: Very good friends.
0: Yes. He recorded the song on the LP.
1: Hmm.
0: That's my favorite, although other people have tried to do it, sing it, cover it. He singularly is my favorite rendition. Hmm. Don't misunderstand. We are only strangers. On our way to someplace else, someplace we forgot. Don't mistake my smile. It just means I'm lonely. Love me in this place and time. in this place and time. And then forget we met. Mm. <laughs> Can't remember the <any> other lyrics.
2: <laughs> it's beautiful. Now, oh. is that one of your signature songs? Like, do you relate to that? Is that if no, you were song- Back up now. <laughs> no, I'm just wondering, because I'm like... <laughs> Did I tap into something? Did I have, uh (laughs) uh-huh.
0: Patrick, talk to this woman.
2: (laughs) No, because the lyric sounds like an introvert and it sounds like someone who feels deeply. I mean, I find that song that I gravitate towards are Mm. songs that I say are Tories. If I were a song, I would be this song. Like here's the life with, Shirley Horn or Both Sides Now by Joni Mitchell. I'm like, that is me. Just was curious.
0: Well, you, I don't know if you'd say that if you heard all the lyrics.
1: Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs>
0: you just heard the intro.
1: I got you, I got
2: you. He hit me with a shaft. Shut your mouth. <laughs>
0: She going hard in the paint now.
2: No.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: So after playing John Shaft, I can imagine your life change enormously.
0: You think?
1: Did it? <laughs> hmm.
0: You know, I, prior to doing the film, mm-hmm. I was driving a cab in, in New York while I was going to NEC, and I would drop people off at Sardi's,
1: mm-hmm.
0: different places, the golden places in New York. You know, and I said, one day, one day, one day. Mm-hmm. And when the, the film was announced, when Chef was announced, I had a party at Sardi's. Mm-hmm. And I got picked up and driven and came in and there all, all these uh, reporters and paparazzi. Uh, uh, and I said, oh, this is really happening finally got to go into this joint <laughs> <laughs> from that point on that's when uh, i was ushered into great tables and, and wow so this is, this is it and it's a heady experience to say the it. least <laughs> but if you're lucky enough you you get a smack in the face eventually mm. oh oh i'm oh, sorry <laughs> I'm cool, <laughs> and periodically that happened,
1: mm.
0: which kept my
1: ah kept
0: your feet on the ground. Gotcha. you. Because know? it's very easy to listen to the things that buzz. Yes. Oh, oh. <laughs>
2: Especially being young.
0: Absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of responsibility.
0: Yes, it is.
2: Fame. Fame. I've heard uh, my Uncle Tom, Tom Dreesen, says that fame is a more dangerous drug than cocaine.
0: Wow. Yeah, that is absolutely true. Mm -hmm. Absolutely true. Uh, Because unconsciously, when you get a taste of that, you, you crave it. Right. Right. And when it's not there... Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah.
2: And <laughs> you want that high again. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's ooh, perfect. That is a perfect analogy. Mm-hmm.
2: Huh. Yeah. When he said that, I said, wow, that's that's powerful. That's it. Well, during that time, Shaft, it gave birth to a new genre. It was, it was Shaft. Well, prior to Shaft, it was sweet, sweet, sweet backs. We just lost them. We just lost them. We have to talk about Melvin Van Peoples because I, in reading about him and he's another one, that was a hard one. But he being the godfather of independent cinema and that period, but it was, he had his movie then right after Gordon Parks and you came out with Shaft. And then right after that, Gordon Parks Jr. came out with Superfly and that gave birth to a new era and a new genre. Let's talk a little bit about
1: Melvin Van Peoples. What did he mean to you?
0: Well, that whole film was something I had never seen before. I, I was unexpected. It's almost like the Spooker Sat Beside the Door.
2: Yes, one of my favorites.
0: You know, um, yes. it was so eye opening. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, we did that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. Spook us up beside the door. And there was like, I think, three films of that ilk um, that were eye-opening, jarring, mm-hmm. and beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: And the guts, the boldness that it took oh, to make those films. Tell me about it. Yeah. 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 And the hits that Melvin took, that Sam Greenlee who wrote The Spook, you know, was sat by the door, the hits that they took. I mean, their careers were unfortunately, I mean, deeply affected and they were put on that list, that industry list that you don't want to be on.
0: Mm. Mm. Yes. Blacklisted?
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: That's an interesting term.
2: I know. I, I, I try. <laughs> I try not to say it, but... <laughs>
0: I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I, w- I want to go back a second and tell you a story about Gordon Parks. Please. This was after Shaft had come out,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he was staying at the Beverly uh, Hills Hotel. And he called. He said, "Come over and play some tennis." Now, this spring or the summer of spring, he comes out in white flannel long pants and a white shirt. Clean. Who would do that (laughs) in the heat of California? (laughs) I don't think the man even sweat. (laughs) He's so cool. Yeah. And he whipped my butt. Did he? Yes, he did. I mean, my defense was hitting the ball back to him. Uh huh. So he didn't have to move this. Pull me
1: out.
0: <laughs> I love it. Very
1: elegant man. Yes. Yes. I agree with you. I'd like to talk about this photo. We see you. It's It's just an iconic shot.
2: You, center, to the right of you, the elegant Gordon Parks, to the left of Gordon Parks is the late, brilliant John Singleton. And then to your right shoulder is Sam Jackson.
0: I was taken in a bar in Harlem
1: that we shot in. You remember that day?
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> See that look he has on his face? Yes. That's a hundred percent. Gordon Park's twenty-four-seven.
1: Mmm. Yeah. What does that look say?
2: I mean, I see someone who is definitely in deep thought.
0: Twenty-four-seven. <laughs>
1: twenty-four-seven. <24/7. 24/7. laughs> it's almost a longing to me. Um who
0: knows? Look at that look on Sam. Yes. That's totally Sam. (laughs) (laughs) He's another marvel.
2: Yes, he is. Absolutely. I talked to Walter Mosley just before he was honored with a Lifetime Legacy Achievement Award by the National Book Foundation. And he had some amazing things to say about John Singleton, as you know probably know John Singleton picked Walter Mosley to work on Snowfall, the FX show that he was working on. And Walter was saying when he reached out to him, he was like, basically, I don't do TV. I don't do this. You know, exec producer and everything. Of course, he was honored and he did it. And he just said some amazing things about John Singleton. And similarly, how you spoke about and appreciated. Mr. Parks, mm. he appreciated John Singleton in that way, and he talked about what a kind <laughs> heart he had and what he would do. People had no idea what he would do. He would pull people off the sh- streets and bring them onto the set and give them jobs and mm. all these sorts of things. But do you have any memories with John Singleton that you can speak about?
0: I don't know if I should. I'm going I'm to say it. <laughs> Long before the Fourth shaft went into production. John called me up Mm -hmm. and said, let's have lunch. I want to talk to you about something. So I go to Warner Brothers and we have lunch. And he's telling me this project that he wants to do, another shaft. And the storyline that he wove, I thought was brilliant come up again. <laughs> I'm invited to come to uh, New York to have a table read, and Sam is here, and John is
1: over here, across the table. The um,
0: executive producer
1: is over there.
0: Mr. The the Cass is this way on the table. So we read the script. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I look at John. I look at sound. I don't know whether to shit will go blind. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! What? I'm already signed. Oh. Uh, so I wasn't a happy camper. Yeah. Uh, because control of the film was not in John's hand anymore. Studio.
2: Yep, that's that welcome show business. Hello. That's what dad would say.
0: Yes. He didn't even get a kiss.
2: Mm. <laughs> mm. And you would think he would. It's not like he was some, this wasn't. Hello? Debut. Yeah. But well,
0: the check cleared. <laughs> 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 did I say that out loud? You sure did. <laughs>
2: we like checks to
1: clear. <laughs> Everybody understands that. <laughs> Um, What was the hardest thing you had to do to fulfill your destiny?
0: Getting out of my own way sometimes. Yes. You know, that experience that I just told you about, if you (laughs) take yourself too seriously, you can be damaged. So I said, Oh. <laughs> you just say action. <laughs> that experience has happened pretty much twice for me. Okay. In the shaft situation. Mm-hmm. When I was asked to be in three generations of shaft. Yes. Why
1: am I going to work? Um, I wasn't really
0: into it. Patrick, my manager <laughs> and my agent, pretty much talked me into it, and I finally acquiesced and said, oh, "Yeah, oh, okay." But that wasn't uh, what I would call a rewarding situation. For me.
2: <laughs> and it was the execution, not going back in time. It wasn't like that's behind me; I've moved on.
0: It was just if I'm going to be a part of it, I want to be a part of it. Got it? Yeah. It was virtually a, a cameo.
1: <laughs> yes, I agree. How do you wish to be remembered?
0: First, I want my kids to think of me in good in a, in a great light. Singularly, that's the most. Most important thing for me. Past that,
1: he was a kind man.
0: Past that, keep those residuals coming.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Residuals are
0: great. (laughs) (laughs) That's, uh, That's pretty much it. I think of my dad, and uh, we had a pretty good relationship. I had a morning paper out when I was in high school, junior high school, and high school. I finally, in the uh, 11th grade, turned my job over to my brother. But my dad charged me rent. How despicable. Him, father be to his son to charge him rent when I went off to school in SIU. He handed me an envelope and then it was a check for all the money. Oh, <laughs> wow. all the money that uh, he collected from me.
2: Oh, I like blew that. Move me away. I
0: like that. So if My kids look at me in that in a similar light. I'm a winner.
2: I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Tori, it
0: has been my pleasure, trust me.
2: It's interesting to hear Richard tell it. Matter of fact, I'm just realizing his father, John Roundtree, is one name removed from his signature iconic character. To hear Richard tell it? His greatest accomplishment would be to be regarded by his children as he regards his beloved father, John Roundtree. In an industry called Tinseltown, nothing is more real than the folks we come from, nothing. Gordon Parks, Sidney Poitier, Melvin Van Peoples, Bernie Casey, Al Freeman Jr. Those black hands that hold us up to our truest light like limbs on a baobab tree, with deep roots and fresh limbs and new green growth. So Black history really comes down to this, celebrating where we come from, our mothers and our fathers, honoring our roots and respecting that. And many may not have that megawattage shining on them, but guess what? They are our original real Black heroes.
0: Thank you for listening to Here's to Life with Tori Reed, executive produced by Patrick Howell. We hope you've enjoyed today's show. Here's to Life with Tori Reed was brought to you in part by
3: The Hilton Sacramento Arden West in Sacramento, California is committed to creating a safe and relaxing experience, including delivery of a clean stay from check-in to check-out. Located a couple of exits from downtown Sacramento and California's capital, our hotel provides a world-class stay, amenities, and rooms at the center of the California experience. California is a world-class economy with visionaries, doers, and dream catchers at its heart. Our mission, as with Here's to Life and Getting Deals Done, is the highest possible expression of excellence, business moxie, humanity, and client care. As the world moves at a fast and sometimes hectic pace, we will provide you with a peace of mind. The Hilton Sacramento Art and West is here to make your experience a better one. We look forward to receiving you. I am Ginger LaVert, Director of Sales and Marketing at the Hilton Sacramento Art and West. Our focus is on the customer experience and a pristine excellence. When you travel to Sacramento, stay with us and I guarantee your peace of mind. Check back with
2: our page, herestolifeeveryday.com, for new episodes every second and fourth Sunday of the month. And if you like this show, don't forget to hit subscribe and be sure to leave a comment, rate, or review wherever you're listening, and share it if you can. So, here's to life, today and every day. So long for now.